It is so good to be back with you. I have missed y'all. Kevin Wallace, how about him two weeks ago as a preacher? I know it's not about him, but he was a willing vessel through which the power of God flowed. And Lewis Jackson last week, thank you. Also, another willing vessel. So I'm just saying, watch out, because you never know what you're going to be called on to give a word. (laughs) We are continuing our series on faith. And of course, we believe that faith makes all the difference in the world. And today, we're going to look at how faith makes a difference in our career. I don't want you to shut down if you are not working Especially if you are a student right now, your career is school. This does not uh, leave anybody out, so don't, don't tune me out, please. Jesus, I believe, gave us exactly what we need to hear about this. And so we're going to start with his words in Matthew 5. Matthew 5, starting with the 14th verse. You know, he said that we are the salt of the earth. And then he said this. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. And then I want to go to Colossians, where Paul has a word for us. Colossians chapter 3, starting with the 17th verse, and then I'll skip down to 23. If I can find it. Whatever you do, whatever you do. Whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as if working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, I just want to give you a few just kind of off-the-cuff ideas. I want to encourage you because I believe that the way in which we live out our faith is crucial these days. The world needs to see the light and the love of Jesus Christ. And you know I'm a firm believer in what St. Francis of Assisi said. We've got to preach the gospel and at times use words. People are watching us. You think we clergy are in a fishbowl. All of us as Christians are being watched. And we have to plant the seeds through the way we act and interact with others. So I'm just going to throw out some ideas. The first one is this. When you are at school, when you are at work, you need to be real. 
and you need to be consistent. I'm just saying that we Christians mess it up a lot because we think that being spiritual is a church thing on Sunday morning or Wednesday night and the, and the, the workplace at school we keep separate. We've got to get over that. We've got to be real. We've got to live our faith. I read recently, faith is not a sweater. You don't put it on when you come to church. Faith is something that we live out 24-7. We've got to keep our faith, our belief in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, as a public thing. We should not be private about our faith whatsoever. You know that we spend most of our time at school and at work God is at school. God is in the workplace. And it is our job to be God's representatives. So no matter what's going on in your workplace or at school, and I'm just aware that a lot of you are suffering challenges right now in the workplace and at school, I realize that you are being hit with darts from the enemy a lot of the time. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus Keep the strength that can be yours from him. I want to encourage you, don't hide and don't compromise your beliefs. Find other brothers and sisters in Christ that can hold you, not only hold you accountable, but that can edify and encourage you. We are not meant to live this life solely on our own. So if you are struggling at school, if you are struggling at the office, at the workplace, if you are struggling when you are working at home, then fess up and get some people to come pray with you and to come encourage you and to to lift you up. We're not to be living this life by ourselves. Daniel is such a good example. Daniel, the Old Testament story he was, he was a part of this soothsaying, wizardry, seer type of atmosphere. And he was brought up to be a leader. And he had to be in that, that worldly crowd. But when he was asked to pray against the God of gods, he said, uh-uh, I'm not going to do it. You and I have to take on that same stance, that same focus on Jesus When we are asked to do things that go against our belief and against our faith, then it's time that we, oh, well, I'm still in the rooted and grounded thing. Here I go. It's time we put our roots down deep and we get that living water flowing through us to stand firm. Be real. Be consistent. Don't be one person at church and then another person other, other days of the week. Let's be real. Let's live out our faith. Let's make a covenant to be the people that Jesus is calling us to be. Secondly, I want to encourage you to be authentic and transparent. By that I mean, I'm just going to say it. I feel like some of us as Christians um, do a real disservice because we act, we act as if we have it all together, that everything, because we've got Jesus, is just hunky-dory. And we act like we aren't struggling. We act like we aren't put up, putting, uh, faced with challenges and struggles. And it becomes fake to other people. That facade people can see right through. 
And it's time that we admit, you know what, I am really struggling. I am having difficulty right now. It's time we talk about our struggles, we admit our weaknesses. We also, of course, have to give God the credit for our successes and to give God glory for the ways in which we know that he doesn't leave us or forsake us. When it is appropriate, talk about your involvement in church. Talk about your prayer life. Talk about something you you studied in a devotional. Talk about your study of the Word of God. Bring it up into conversation. You can do it. God will give you the opportunities if you are willing. But don't go and act like all is well when it is not. Can you tell I get tired of people who are fake? You know, I'm almost 55 and I'm ready to live. I don't want to put any stuff up anymore. Let's just be real and get on with being Jesus followers. Let's be real and get on with with interacting with others and seeing the needs of others. Let's stop being fake plastic Christians because it turns people off. Let's be bold. Let's do what God is calling us to do. Thirdly, then, uh, be joyful and spirit-filled. You know that joy is, I say this a lot, is a lot different than happiness. Joy is the assurance that God is with us in the midst of all that we are encountering. Joy means that we have not forgotten God's promises to us. So let's claim the joy that we have. And let's follow the example of Jesus who reached out through uh, asking, asking that God's spirit would be upon him. Allow God to work in and through you. Relax. Relax. Don't push your faith on others. Now, some of you might disagree, and I know other pastors would, would think I'm a heretic right now, but I am of the firm believer that if we push our faith, and if we're, we're in somebody's faith about Jesus, in, in their face about Jesus, sometimes we just turn them off completely. We've got to relax and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us. And those opportunities for us to share about what Jesus is doing in our life will come. Have a vision for what you believe God wants to do in and through you. I know you know this, but if you don't pray before you go to school, if you don't pray before you walk in, if you don't pray to before you're doing a special project at home, then would you start? You've got to be plugged in. And when we pray that God will guide us, that God will give us the direction we need, that God will, will allow our paths to cross with other people who need to hear from us, it will happen. Let's pray that God open our eyes for people who need us, who need us to be God's representatives. Let's pray that God will open our ears to perhaps the things that are not being said so we have discernment enough to know that, that someone in our midst is hurting, that someone in our midst needs help, that someone in our midst needs the light and the love, the grace of Jesus. Number four, be obedient to God and be respectful. 
God calls us to be in the world, but not of the world. Follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And that means, in my opinion, we need to know when to talk and when to keep our mouth closed. That's how the Holy Spirit can guide us. As Christians, we're supposed to be set apart. Scripture says we are to to live uh, really releasing, emitting the aroma of Christ. We should look different to other people. We should smell different to other people. Meaning there should be something in us and about the way we act that Jesus, people can see Jesus through us. We should have something that they want by the way in which we live our lives. Be respectful. I'm just going to say it. Don't be obnoxious. <laughs> it's that in-your-face stuff again that I believe sometimes absolutely turns people away from the Christian faith. I was reading this week, and I didn't hear about this. This was several years ago. But there was an American Airlines pilot who, in his pre-flight announcements, asked all the Christians on board the plane to raise their hands. He then suggested that during the flight, the other passengers talk to those people with their hands raised. He also told passengers he would be happy to talk to anyone who had questions All right, if I'm aboard a plane getting ready to take off and the pilot wants to know if you believe in Jesus or not, I'm thinking that I might be a little frightened. (laughs) Some of you may be called to act in this way, but to me that's a little bit over the top. I'm just saying. I, I, I believe that we have to be bold and courageous, but let's not be obnoxious. There was a blogger who wrote about her coworker Alice, and this is real. I mean, this is not made-up stuff. She said, Alice is fitting the bill, embodying all the negative stereotypes of our culture about Christians. She's judgmental of all things secular. She frequently refers to the Lord all the time in any and all conversations. She gets so pumped up when talking about her faith that her behavior borders on the bizarre. She's completely out of touch with culture. And she regularly asks coworkers and customers, what would happen if they got in a car accident tonight? Would they live in heaven or would they burn in hell? Again, some of you may feel that God is calling you to live out your faith in that way. I just have to say, be careful that you don't cross the line and become an obnoxious Christian. Number five, I want to say be competent. The way we do our tasks, the way we live out our life is is a testament to our faith in Christ. I say pursue excellence. Paul wrote in our scripture, whatever you do, do it for the Lord, not for men. If we are doing whatever we're called to do for the Lord, then I believe that comes out of a spirit of humility. It's, this is the hard part. It's not needing the recognition of your boss. It's not needing the approval from your coworkers. 
or perhaps even not needing the approval from other students. Instead, you're getting the approval and the recognition from your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who is giving you the the strength, the courage to do what you're called to do. If you and I have a poor work ethic, if we are just getting by, I believe that that contradicts what Jesus is calling us to be about. If we are giving of our best in our work, if we are doing whatever we do for the Lord Jesus instead of for man, then I don't want to just get by. I don't want to do a mediocre job. I don't want to do the task just good enough. I want to serve in a way that is honoring and pleasing to Jesus Christ. So in my opinion, this means that we must pursue excellence. We must try to do all that we can to do the best we can. Finally, I just want to encourage you, shine your light. Scripture tells us Jesus was so clear. Don't put your lamp under under a, 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 whatever it said, Thank you. Under a bushel. You know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Yes, right? (laughs) That's it. Each and every one of us is being called to live as a follower of Jesus Christ. And I believe that comes very personally. We are all created very uniquely with, with our gifts and our talents, with our strengths and our weaknesses. I believe that God is calling us to live a life that follows the example of Christ. So I want to ask you to consider this week, where might you need to shine a little bit more? Where are you hiding that light under a bushel? Where are you holding back when God is nudging you to speak about Jesus, to give an encouraging word, to reach out and to follow the nudge of the Holy Spirit? Be more aware this week of how God wants you to be his love and his light. I pray that you and I can make a difference this week through the power of the Holy Spirit.